you know what I think the biggest thing is like trying to make friends and do good wherever you are. So okay. any opportunity to like make a friend or do good in somebody's life and it will come back to you. And even if they don't sell a house with you, yeah. you know, like I always think like the grocery store, the person you go through the grocery store line, right? They, um, you go through there all the time. You don't know anything about them. Do you even know their name, right? So like get to know all these people in your life because all these people are opportunities to do good but also to do real estate. Welcome to the Living In Podcast, a show that helps successful real estate teams accelerate their growth and impact. Livian, love how you live in all aspects of life. All right, so I'm with Sheena Satum, and we already determined that we're going to talk about Justin Bieber, generosity, um, and probably way too many other things that are way off topic. But yes. for those of you that don't know you, who are you? I'm Sheena Statham. Uh, I have a small but mighty team in Washington, D.C. Uh, we cover D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And we have a mission of giving back to the community and building community. And we have a lot of fun. <laughs> I can already tell you're like way more high energy than me. So um, this is going to be good. Uh, small but mighty. What is a small but mighty team? Okay, I know a lot of people say that, and it sounds good. I think it sounds good, that's why I say it. Um, but I guess it's to say that like we are very careful and thoughtful and purposeful about who we hire, who we bring into our world, because it really, it matters. Like, coming to work every day and you're working so hard, like you wanna make sure that people have the same values and you are having fun together. Um, so small, we keep it small. We're, we're very careful about who we hire. And then Mighty, uh, we sold over 300 homes last year entirely by referral, so that's, pretty badass and most importantly we donated over $120,000 to local charities so yeah, yeah so hold up we had a lot to unpack there so over um, 300 300 homes you donated six figure spots in, in revenue and all by referral so one by one how do I uh, get to 100% referral business if I'm somebody who is not doing that yeah so Carlos Garcia who's in my office he once told me he was like I I think this is the best way to describe it because this is how I feel. He said, I will meet anybody anywhere three in the morning in a back dark, in a dark back alley. And I was like, yes, that's how I got here. Um, thank goodness I'm still alive to talk about it. But um, that is it. Like, you know what I think the biggest thing is like trying to make friends and do good wherever you are. So okay. any opportunity to like make a friend or do good in somebody's life and it will come back to you. And even if they don't sell a house with you, yeah, you know, like I always think like the grocery store, the person you go through the grocery store line, right? They, um, you go through there all the time. You don't know anything about them. Do you even know their name? Right? So like get to know all these people in your life because all these people are opportunities to do good, but also to do real estate with. So what's it like them to go to the grocery store with you? Oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Are you like, do you talk to everyone there or just the cashier or how do I do that? Tactic? I mean, I do try to keep my head up and see if I, cause I'm, you know, in my neighborhood. So okay. usually I'll see people. Um, yeah. I mean, I usually look like I'm homeless. So, um, it's like a, you know, I, that's a little bit tough, but they know me, I guess they know me. So I go to the grocery store. I do try to look up and see people and, um, yeah, the gross, the, pers the, the person checking me out. I saw last week you you and your your tribe right um, raised ten thousand plus dollars for um, someone who was you know going through some struggles, and that's such a what you just said makes me think about the fact that you went out of your way to talk to someone who was what was he busing table was he serving what we, was the experience yeah we were with a nonprofit that provides all kinds of things but mostly food to the community a really poor community in southeast dc and he yeah. came with his grandkids to get food okay 
And so someone came to get food and then you strike up a conversation with them about life. Yeah, I thought like this doesn't have to be transactional. Yeah. Right? That's how I always think like, God, who is this person in front of me? There's like a whole human being here. Um, and so I just said, you know, so he said he, he said he had five kids and I said, oh, you got five kids. How do you, I have three. That seems like a lot. And he yeah. said, well, they're actually my grandkids. I adopted them all. If I didn't do it, nobody else would. And so then we got to talking and I said, man, it seems like you could use a vacation. And that's when I thought, I want to help him get that vacation. And so you got way more than a vacation for him, right? But what is it inside of you that makes you think about connecting with that person when most people so often just continue on with their day? I have to say my own privilege of having parents. My dad was in the military. Okay. My mom, there wasn't like the internet back then. So like wherever she went, my mom would set up her own little nonprofit. She would find out like the, the soldiers would get their checks and they would spend it all so they didn't have any money the rest of the month. So she would help them budget. Yeah. And so she just would help people wherever she went. So I think I got that from her. It's just like this habit. You see somebody, you have the opportunity to help them. And I feel like at this point, stuff is dropped in my lap and it's yeah. like there's a reason. So did, did your husband and you are so different, right? Um, and, and obviously, like this complementary um, business powerhouse, let's say, this small and mighty powerhouse, um, does he get annoyed how long it takes to go anywhere and connect with everyone then? You know what? I think the biggest thing is sometimes he'll pick up my phone and he's like trying to do something because his phone's dead. He's like, God, all these messages that people keep interrupting. Like, this is insane. It's insane how many people yeah. you talk to in a day. Yeah, all of my notifications are off. How do you manage? I do not have my ringer on at all. Okay, no phone calls. Okay. But like 10,000 Facebook messages and texts, I assume? Yeah. How do, how do you keep it straight? Um, I'm just I'm just consistent. It's a habit now of checking okay. in. The, the habit I need to grow is to like segment it and time block it a little bit, to be honest. Okay, okay. So, so basically 300-ish plus referrals and raising all this money. Um, how do I start a business that has this like giving generosity mission to it? Where does that come from? Yeah. Like, you know what? Somebody always, you know, you hear people say all the time, what's your why? What's your why? Yeah. I feel like that is such a difficult exercise for me, like my why. But if you have to answer a question, so I now I tell people like, ask this, what do you want to change in your local community or your state or your country or even globally? Like we are a very globally connected, you know, yeah. we're connected um, globalization. What do you want to change? and figure out the people who are doing that, whether it's a nonprofit um, or if it's just like locally, like if there's kids out there who, you know, need need food or something like that, you, that's your thing. Like that is now your thing. You are responsible for that. And then you just build around that and all of your marketing, your buyer, everything you say on social media, it should all be targeted toward making a difference. Social media is like the thing that you probably do the best. I mean, aside from making connections and giving all that stuff, what's the social media hack? If I, if I leave and I apply the, the Sheena Satum golden social media yeah. playbook, what does it include? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, checking um, Facebook about six times a day to see what's going on on <laughs> okay, your newsfeed. Okay, good, good, okay. Because we can't just be posting, we can't just be putting our stuff out there, we have to interact. This is a relationship, right? Okay. You just be like, this is what I'm doing. So we interact. Um, you post on social media 10 times a, uh, a week. Not a day, not a, a day. Okay. I post about six okay. times a day. But you can post, Gary Vee says, you can post as much as you want as long as the content is good. It speaks yeah. to the heart. It's authentic. So I post maybe three to six times a day, sometimes more, but usually around there. But the goal for our team is 
10 times a week and then start a Facebook group that speaks to your community or your niche. How do you find the creativity for three to six posts a day? Like what do you post about? Yeah, well, I guess things that I love, like sneakers. So I okay, love that. Yeah. People know me for that. Um, and then... What kind of kicks did you wear on stage today? I wore nine West heels. Do you want me to show them to you? Oh, okay. Hell, why not? Because I took I mean, them off. Okay. You're, nobody else is gonna. Nobody else is gonna pull their their shoes out and and flex on. Um, so yeah, there we go. These are nine West, so very affordable pair. Okay. They're pretty. They're not comfortable at the first first wear, but you can break them in. They are yeah. amazing. Um, I usually wear sneakers, usually Air Force, I mean, uh, not Air Force Ones, um, Jordans, because I have narrow feet and high arches. So I post <laughs> about my sneakers, um, but when you're, you know what, the generosity piece, when you're doing the kind of work that has no end, the, the content is endless. Okay. So. What's your most well-engaged content though? Is it the stuff about like you, that's personal, your family, the, the ridiculous stories or the generosity? It's always, fine. it always is stories. So okay. it's stories of my family or it's stories about um, about people out there who need help. Yeah. So 300 plus houses and three kids and uh, all by referral. Um, I feel like the most entertaining part about your social media for me is definitely your kids. <laughs> um, how do you keep it all together? Yeah. I think I have started saying no to things. I used to okay. serve on like four, four nonprofit boards. Yeah. Now I only serve on one. Um, oh my. <laughs> and I work out a lot. Yeah. That like that's like that like so I do like heavy lifting and then I do bar method like total okay. opposites like a bar method. I don't know if y'all are in a bar. Uh, I, yeah, I look like I'm in a bar, right? I love bars. You should yes, come. Thank you. Okay, yeah. if you don't know about the women are hot, they smell good. <laughs> Um, cause you can't go to bar like you can go to my hit class. Okay. You have to have your makeup, your hair, your, you have to oh. smell good as you're like doing your workout. Oh, I don't know what I, it's this. So, okay. yeah, but that's how I keep it together. That's like my meditation to work okay. out. So the exercise fuels the focus and the energy in yeah. order to wrangle three kids and all yeah. of the initiatives that you do. Tell me about a couple of generosity projects that you guys have done. Okay, so um, we did build a shower truck for the homeless. That was a big, that was a three-year endeavor. How does it just happen? Like, yeah. who, how do you just wake up and go, you know, we're going to build a shower truck? It's a good question because you don't. You don't yeah. wake up. What happened was um, the guy who was running this nonprofit, he had been feeding the homeless for years and years. And what he learned was there's no safe, clean place to get a shower in downtown okay. Baltimore. So um, that's where it came about. I met them and I said, I, I my business is just taking off. And I said, I want to get behind this. With every deal I close, I want to help fund this. I became yeah. one of the largest investors. And then once we were able to build it, then um, more need came. Like people showed up. It was August when we started. People came sweaty and disgusting. They had not showered in four weeks, yeah. sleeping on the ground. They go in and shower and they come back out in their same clothes. Can you imagine wearing your same underwear from four weeks ago? I, I wouldn't wear the same underwear from last night. I mean, yeah. last night, this this morning. Okay, so multiple showers, right? So we started to get with the community and um, we started getting donations of brand new underwear. So that was one of the things. We've drilled a lot of wells in Africa and now we're building a school for girls in Kenya. Okay, so is there a specific like cause or some need that you target um, or that like speaks to you? I don't think so. I think, and that's sort of the trouble because it's hard to like, what do you say no to? Yeah, because you see need in so many places, right? Um, so then how do you choose? I think something just has to speak to me emotionally, okay. but I think the other thing is kind of how Gary Teller talks about like, 
you don't always have to give in the same way. So my, my time is so precious. So maybe some places I'll volunteer my time as like a board member to build yeah. strategy, to help fundraise. Some places I'll just give money and then others I can bring human beings to help volunteer. Yeah. Um, when you think about growing your business, right? So I, I don't remember how we met, but probably on some panel or some, um, I don't know, it might've been one of the 13,000 Facebook groups that you moderated and run. <laughs> um, but, our businesses have both grown a ton. What's the biggest thing that's changed for you in that like past 36 months of growth? What have you had to do to go from that probably like 50-ish million dollar to 150? The biggest thing I think is figuring out, I know this is a boring answer, but who to hire, who are our people? Who are your people? Our people, our ideal person is somebody who just cares about other human beings. That's the biggest thing. Do they nurture okay. other human beings? How do you check for that? Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I apply for a role with Satan Properties and how do you screen that? Yeah, the first thing I always say is, well, tell me about you and your life. Okay. Just that big question yeah. and just see where it takes us, see where their priorities are. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, one thing I found that was like a common denominator for everyone was they were all raised in families where um, their parents loved them. Yeah, their parents loved them, is what we said? Yeah, and they yeah. showed it. Okay, okay. So they had someone who believed in them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a clearly, a, a, I would imagine, probably a pretty key deal mm -hmm. to building confidence and um, and also probably some resilience. How does that show up, though? I guess. How does how, like, how does, does that believe? How does that mm -hmm. parental love show up in business for you guys? I think they love on their clients because we really build a relationship ah, base. Okay, got it. Now, yeah. okay, that would not have been the connection I made. Okay, mm -hmm. so that behavior was modeled for them. Yes, and te team effort. Like to come in there and nobody, nobody's face is more important. Like yeah. the other day we had a situation where we had an appraisal come in really low and my husband re wrote the like appraisal, um, the support to like yeah. fight it and we won. And that was like really, it's really rare to be able to win, win yeah. that. And I post on Facebook, one of our agents, I didn't say the managing partner, yep. it's, it is the team, it is always the team. Okay. How, so that's a like total, that's a little sliver of leadership hack uh, is to realize that recognizing people for their meaningful work is a, is critical in, in getting support and retention stuff. What else do you do now leadership wise that you didn't do when you were at say 40, 50 million? I think where we really screwed up in the beginning was we didn't take seriously this idea that we need to figure out what other people want and help them give them that. Okay. It was like, okay, we need you all to come in here and you need to do these 10 things to get business. Because I thought everybody wanted to sell 50 homes like I did. Yeah. But not everybody wants to do that, but that doesn't mean they're not good people. They're not gonna take care of people. Okay, so then where's the line between people who like don't want these really high ambitious goals and people who want very little for their life or for themselves? Where's that line between like, we're going to bring you on because you're a great person and you contribute nothing to the profitability. Yeah, I think when it goes back to we're talking about like parents raised in like a good family, yeah. there was also discipline. Like okay. that's what I hear. Like they can follow rule that rules, a process, um, be inspired and take action. Yeah. Like they're people who had to do chores when they were kids. Like did okay. you have to do chores? I okay. did. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's not new to them. them. But yeah. I, yeah, of course. 
Um, so you have a minimum standard of some kind, I assume, or like some sort of minimum cultural contribution. Cultural contribution. It's yeah. really like, are you responding? It's really simple. We try to take as much of the administration, administrative stuff off of our agents as possible. Yeah. We can completely focus on doing a great job, which is what happened was really funny, is like we got rid of all our prospecting standards. Okay. Nobody has to prospect on our team. Yeah. You don't have to close any kind of homes at any amount. And we started to get the best human beings and they're closing more of their own deals than ever before. Is that because of that change or because people started to really recognize all the brand capital and what your business model and what you stand for was? So did you start attracting the right people who were in alignment with what you were selling or because you made that change? I think we retained really good people because of the first thing, but we okay. did attract, but we also attract people that aren't necessarily a good fit because they see these things, they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're focusing on not the wrong things, but something that isn't my focus. If I put our team, you know, our production up, that's important. If that's important, if they come to me, like I always ask, why do you want to be in real estate? Yeah. And if they say they love houses, I don't love houses. I love human <laughs> beings. So if you say that to me, you're okay. like, it's not just not going to work. Like you can, you can be successful, you be successful, but over yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you like anything about houses? No. Other than your own house, probably? I could live in a shack. Really? I would move right now and live in Cyprus or Puerto Rico okay. in a two-bedroom shack. So, Which is something you thought about doing? Yes. But I haven't is done. That, is, that, is that topic off limits? No. Oh, okay. How did that happen? To come to that awareness? It, yeah. Um, what's, that, what's that story? Yeah, I mean, I think I realized... I, we've never been a family who really shows off what we have. Yeah. I guess we, our, our families didn't model that for us. Yeah. We're very solidly middle class, so that was never important. I feel like that's a privilege to have that mindset because it's so easy to get all this money. Really, yeah. So much and money. It doesn't change you though. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just amplifies the core fundamentals of who you are. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't change you. Or you don't feel differently, I'd imagine. I feel like I have such huge responsibility yeah. to give back. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I feel the exact same way where I'm, where I think about it and I'm like, how did this happen? For one, I, you know, I was making $39,000 not that long ago and I didn't have ambitious goals and dreams and, and expectations of myself. So to be able to uh, attain that, it feels like a responsibility. I love that. We're like, okay, life has been fortunate to me. How do I help pay that forward to other people? Yeah. How do you guys do that? Is it by building a business? What does it look like? I think building a business, yeah. And I feel like it's embedded in everything we do. Okay. Yeah. Um, the realization of like being able to live somewhere else. We were talking the other day about Puerto Rico, or I think, right? Mm -hmm. Where does that stem from? Like in your business, where were you? If someone's listening in there and like, screw it, I'm done with real estate and I'm gonna go either get another job or move the hell out of the country. What was that? What was that moment for you? We did have that. I was in Puerto Rico and I was talking to a maps coach and I was like, I just looked up and my two, my um, second child is one year old and I ignored her her entire life. We just sold 88 homes. We have more money than we've ever made before. And I hate my life. Yeah. And I ignored my kids. I want to sell everything and just move. And he taught me how to leverage. Okay. What did you hate about it? I hated that I was driving to three different states. You can put this in or not, but it was so crazy that at some points I would be like going to Starbucks, I would drink my coffee, and then by the end of the day, I still hadn't finished showing homes. I would pull over on 495, I would pull my my seat up and I would pee in my cup because I could not, I did not have time yeah, to yeah. go pee and then throw it out the window and I'd keep going to my showings. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit more insane. I mean, probably a little bit more insane, but I can remember that feeling as well, like driving with a laptop, you know, on the interstate and stuff, thinking yeah. like, this is the dumbest thing on the planet. I'm either going to die or someone else is, and I don't have extra time, so I'm going to yeah. do it. So then how did, when you, what was the, what was the leverage hack? I think it was just that first hire that was really a good fit and could take just a little bit off of my plate okay. and a little bit more and a little bit more. How much better have you gotten at hiring? I'm so good at hiring. <laughs> Why? What's the secret? I think the secret is knowing exactly who the person is that matches your culture. Okay. And how do you know if, if that's like lip service or... That's I do. A, they are. I do a KPI. Okay, so you just follow the hiring process. Good well, idea. I do a KPI before they talk to me. Okay. So I flipped it. I flipped the script on that because I don't want to talk to them if they're not. That has never ever let me down. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So you go through all all eight steps or whatever no. of that. Okay. No. So you pull the report. I do the KPI. Yeah. Um, I look at their resume. If I they have a resume that I feel like okay, they doesn't even have to have real estate. It's just like, does it show like. I don't know, some kind of intelligence and yeah. kindness. And I check their Facebook and then I do the KPA. If they come in as a high fit, only thing I'm as a high fit, I will give them five or 10 minutes of my time. Gotcha. I give them the bubble tea test if they're local. The bubble tea test? The bubble tea test. I need to know about the bubble tea <laughs> test. <laughs> Have you ever had bubble tea? <laughs> um, no, but I know of it. It's a Vietnamese, a Vietnamese yeah. I think, or Thai. Thai? Okay. What a, Thai. It's a Thai drink and it has like these um, tapioca balls in it. Yeah. And it's kind of strange the first time you have it. And so I will take them on an interview and have them order what they want. And if they completely like lose all control of their bodily functions because they don't, they get so scared and nervous. I know they probably can't handle pressure. That happened Got to me. It. Every team in our area was going to hire this woman and she just completely lost it. She was rude to the person. She didn't order anything. You don't go to a restaurant and not order anything. And I was buying. So um, that didn't, that, that is one of my tests yeah. to show because adaptability is like number one. Okay. Well, yeah, adaptability. If your if your key uh, company mission and value is giving and giving at three hours in a dark alley, yeah. seems like adaptability would be a, would be something you want. Are there any other traits that you look for, like on the KPA? Um, adaptability is huge. I do look for the, the ones that focus on intelligence. Okay, that's yeah, big for me. So that's what like strategic thinking and mm -hmm. rapid problem solving, maybe and or verbal or like vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like uh, yeah, I like rapid problem solving and logical problem solving as well. So yeah, that makes sense. I've never thought about adaptability. It's huge, everything. Because when you're in a negotiation, can okay. you pivot yourself? When you're in a buyer yeah. or seller, we have so many different people that we meet every day. We're in a very international area yeah. um, with a lot of high D personalities. Whenever people call us with a with a referral, they're like, "This person is really high strung and they're very forward." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's everybody." What is the future of Sheena Satum and the business look like? What do you want it to be? That's a good question. I'm already out of production. I've been out of production for a few yeah. years, so that's nice. Um, I just want my life to be about um, more people getting into giving. That's what I want. I want to put giving on this huge stage and platform. How do you platform. do that? Well, I have a few ideas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me think about um, those that you can share. How, um, what was that, what would that look like? Or what, what would be some of that like tangible vision that would look like? I think it would be inspiring other agents. I would like to see agents across, Keller Williams agents across the country giving more in their communities, bringing community together and solving the problems within their community. Do you think you have to teach that? Is it when you tell me that like giving is not my superpower like it is yours? I want to give. 
I don't know tactically even how I would do the things that you do. So is there a teaching component to that? Once you like ignite that, do you have to teach it or how, what does that look like? I think you do. I think you kind of do have okay. to teach it a little bit. There are some systems and models and best yeah. practices so you don't screw up. Yeah. Which which charity do you go after? A lot of people are nervous, like, is this the right charity? I'll tell you how to figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the reality though is it's like everything else, you find the person who that's their superpower, who's been there, who's modeled it and walked in those shoes before, and then partner with them. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. We, we have to talk about this now. I love Justin Bieber. <laughs> I have never been to a Justin Bieber concert, and um, someone in my life, I can't say who, right, because, you know, Russ. Um, okay. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I got tickets. One of my really good friends who supports my business got me tickets, and I think I'm, like, fourth row. Okay. And I think it's, like, me and all the 12-year-olds. What, what are you going to wear to this Justin Bieber concert? Like, is this a, is this, like, a full Justin outfit? Is it, like, face have, paint? What? I'll have to do a little bit of research to see what okay. he likes. Okay. Yeah. How does Han feel about Justin Bieber? I think that he thinks that I'm an old lady because I'm already <laughs> a year older than my husband. So he's okay. like, okay, Cougar, you do your thing. <laughs> okay. So you're going to be in the fourth row, <laughs> losing yes. your mind for Justin Bieber. Yes. I actually, Hudson loves Justin Bieber like recently as well. He's been like dancing around the house and making Alexa play Justin Bieber. So I can't hate on that, I guess. Um, <laughs> were you like crazy about Bieber when he was the like... 12 year old beaver or just adult no beaver? just adult yeah okay yeah how do you feel about all the beaver tats that's seems very anti-beaver but is he like really tatted up yeah he is i like it he's okay. growing up he's growing up we got to let him be himself yeah okay as we wrap up what do you want people to um to to think about or to say about um your who you are and your legacy like what do you want your future, uh, what do you want people to say about you and think about you when, they, when your name and the business comes up? I guess I want them to think that person inspires me to do more in my life, to give back yeah. and to like change people's lives. I tell everyone to follow you on social media, on social media because to me, you do the, the most amazing job of being authentic, being yourself and um, activating your entire community towards your causes. I have one problem though, you have capped out of friends. How, how can we get people more access to you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd love to teach in more places. Um, I probably need to flip that to public, but I just don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to teach more. Well, I think that, um, one, you've been a great friend for me since, um, and a great supporter. And so um, I just want to thank you, of course, for, for those things. Thank and, you. And being yeah. such a uh, <laughs> such a value add. We have so, such totally different businesses. And I always get um, great learning and great knowledge and insights from you because it's such a different perspective. So thank you. Thank you. Same here. Like, I feel the same way. I tell people all the time, they're like, I don't know, doing 80 homes a year. I'm like, I know somebody who did that in like their first year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wild. And I, and, I probably also wanted to go to Puerto Rico and move as well, but yeah. I was I, I was also just shocked that somehow there was a world that existed where I could have more for myself. Yeah. So that's the thing that's so cool about what we do now, which is how do we go pay all that forward to everyone within the industry? Yes. You know what got me back, what got us back home to not go to Puerto Rico is I went 
this is where my network is. I, if I do this, we will not build another thing because yeah. I don't have my network here. I have, like, it is my responsibility. You would probably find so many causes that you would need to support there, there. also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that you're, all of your time would be causes, yeah. All right, well, uh, again, thank you. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you, you too.